Tell me how to pronounce your last name. Ghurab. Al-Ta'ir. Ghurab. Al-Ta'ir. Ghurab. Ghurab. All right. So Ghurab is the, basically, for people who don't understand Arabic, it means... Crow. The crow. So if you translate my Arabic name That's into Eng- uh, my English, yeah, my Arabic name into English, it's everlasting crow. All right. The crow that never dies. Damn. In, Ita- in Italian, it's eterno. It's oh. like, whoa, that's, that's cooler. That's Let's a, keep it that way. The eternal crow. The eternal crow. <laughs> that's pretty badass, man. That's a that's a badass. It's name. confusing for some people, but uh, I've learned to live with that uh, last name. Ironically, uh, all my family members from the Gorab side love cheese. Oh. We're okay. like we love cheese so much, and I was like, well. Uh, I don't see the relevance between uh, the well, crows you know, and I cheese. Well, the story is always like the crow loves to cheese and it's is it really? Yeah, there's a story from childhood. It steals the cheese or something. Wow, which it is grew a up in di- it Seems like we grew up in different countries. It, or it, something. it seems like a bird that's very lactose tolerant. Yeah, probably. Yes. Well, Khalid, yo, let's pound it. Yeah, let's pound. It. Welcome to the uh, Boost Box. That's what I call it. Thanks, man. Unofficially endorsed by Adidas. I, I, I'm not endorsed by Adidas <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. By the way, I just love this box. But uh, for people who don't know, Khalid is the relationship architect. Yes, sir. Can you explain that to us? Shuf, the name is actually something partially attributed to my father. Right. Who is an architect. Uh-huh. Uh, and part of it is about the way that I think when it comes to working with people in that field. Uh-huh. Uh, for the longest time, I've, I've thought that I was going to get into coaching and life coaching and all that kind of stuff. But then I saw a pattern in the way people talk to me with their problems. They're like, oh, you know, can we help you with this uh, relationship thing? It's like, damn, man, I love this topic. People come to me for it. So khalas, let's claim it. Right. right. So I put these together and I was like, oh, you know, like relationships need to be designed today. You okay. can't just... Um, How do you mean? How do you mean relationships need to be designed? Shufa <laughs> Um, I don't know about you, your community, but my community, from what I know from the movies that I've watched, uh, there used to be a person in our society a long time ago called Al Khatba or Khattaba. It depends on okay, the, right? And her and expo- how was that in English? Uh, she, I think, like she's she's the engager, the person who uh, okay, the person uh, analyzes who? the engagement. Uh, between uh, men and women when it, before they get married. Right, so right? like, um, is it arranged marriage? You or? can say like kind of like a matchmaker. Okay, so that's in Arab culture, you're saying back in, in the past. Yeah, like, like, it still happens. Like, actually, you can say like 30s, 40s, and I'm sure before that, but her role was actually to sit with, uh, so if, if I want to get married, I would tell my mom, right, I'm, I'm ready, or she imposed that on me. Uh-huh. On <laughs> okay. Like, you're ready. Uh, and, and then she would go speak to her. She would come and visit us and have tea, biscuits, coffee, whatever and she would get to know us as a whole family oh i got you okay right? okay and the values of our family and then she finds somebody who's suitable who's for you. suitable for that right but that person right now uh, has disappeared from communities and societies because now it's glo- you know like we're, we're globalized right right uh, and i was like damn now it's up to us even though there are professional matchmakers mm-hmm. which which is a huge luxury to have right uh, and apparently there's one that exists in Dubai right now. Okay. Uh, which had billboard ads. And I was like, damn, that's ballsy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, but now it's up to us. Okay. Right? And Us as in like the individual. People, yes. The individuals. Okay. We have to do the work now. Right. We, it, it can't just be, let me wait for someone to do that work for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, some people, they have their moms. And I know that arranged marriages still work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them have amazing results. Right. And terrible results. Right. But so I feel like, okay, for someone like you and I, uh, our, our generation, our mentality, there has to be work on us done right and then we have to do the work in finding someone we have to know how to choose and connect okay period okay. 
full disclosure, I am married, so I, I, did, I did go through uh, some of those uh, yeah. hula hoops to get yeah. to that part. Absolutely. And it's funny because, like, it's in this day and age, I feel like the new uh, way of uh, I look at things oftentimes, I look at things in a like a evolutionary lens. And I try to figure out, like, how are we today, like, behaving as people? Mm. And how, how does that relate to the ancient people? You know, like, um, how, how do we use to attract, you know, the other sex? Or how do we use to attract, um, you know, the, uh, a, a male or a female? And, like, these things, do they still exist in us today? Mm. Um, because, you know, it's been, like, what, 150,000 years since that. And where are we today? How do we... Like, how do we approach these things? To me, I look at, like, of, of course it's still in us, right? Because we are the same creatures, the same, essentially, the same, you yeah. know, makeup of, of who we were or who our ancestors were. Oh. And, but today the tools are different, right? The, the way we attract females different today. Than, <sighs> like, we don't hunt anymore, you know? We... Uh, we perhaps show off our jobs or like we show off that, uh, you know, we're so nice and yeah. we're so blah, blah, blah. So how, like, how do you view these things? How do you feel about these One of my mentors, so <laughs> this is an interesting part of our conversation. <laughs> One of my mentors at the time, and I think he had some very relevant points to make. Uh, his name, if anybody's watching and listening, uh, his name was David D'Angelo. And yes, I was part of the whole community called The Game. Okay. Have you heard of that? I have not. But I'll get into that in a second. And some viewers go like, <gasps> what? <laughs> I'd love to know <laughs> now i really want to know <laughs> damn him Shuf, uh, he said attraction is not a choice it either happens uh-huh. or it doesn't okay right uh i was like okay if it's not a choice how does it happen and i think there are some subconscious behaviors and things that we have to go through to make that connection happen okay right it's not just it's not like uh, you see someone down see i go like Okay, we're going to be together for a lifetime. Okay. But sometimes you have that deep knowing that could something could happen. Uh-huh. How can we access that? Okay. How can we get in touch with that, right? Yeah. For men, on a very surface level, we love to, uh, you know, boast our accomplishments because that's how we're supposed to show up in society today, although it's changing now. Right. Right? For women... I uh, can provide. I can <laughs> provide. Look at me. Come to my cave. 16 cars <laughs> and 16 women. What more do you want? <laughs> right? And then when it comes to uh, women, it's all about how, how they express their emotions. Again, I'm going to say things have changed big time, but right, of course, eh, yeah, you know, like back then it was like some fundamental things that you can right. keep in place and see the difference. Well, this is interesting, it's going to a very interesting area, but anyway, uh, let's, let's it's dabble. Very tricky, huh? I like this conversation, like, like, let's hear what's like, going on. Yeah, because <laughs> I learned, I learned hatta in, in my work right now. Uh, generalization triggers people, yeah, and when it, when you generalize, people go like, well, I'm not like that, right? Right, right. right. It's like, yeah, well, well, well yeah, for the sake of, for the sake of this conversation, so, we're saying not everyone, not everyone, right? But I'd like to know. Uh, so I don't want to interrupt your go thoughts. So go for it. But uh, today, things have changed. It's not about the man boasting his, uh, are we call it horn tooting. It's, it's not about your accomplishments anymore. It's about what actually is needed in our global community from men. Okay. Right. So there's there's a trend now. It's like men need to show emotion. Right. Right. And for us, it's like emotion. Huh? <laughs> right. It's like what the uh, the programming has changed for women. It's different now. It's about how they connect with people and how they show up and how they empower other women. Yeah. Right. That sisterhood now is becoming more clear in society. Uh-huh. And then through that, you get to see who that person is, what their values are, what they're about, and go like, you know. I think we're compatible. Right. Right? Okay. One of the people that uh, I, I highly recommend people to read about 
Dr. Pat Allen, which is a woman, she said, in order for you to create attraction and a long-term relationship, you have to have three things. Uh-huh. Uh, communication, compatibility, and chemistry. Okay. Right? If you have one of these missing, forget it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you believe that? Like, that's the three, like, those are the three pillars for... Uh, you can see that. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, if you yeah. can, you want, you want to keep things... And I feel like the one that's missed out the most in terms of after attraction, like creating a relationship, it's compatibility. Mm-hmm. People are so used to sticking to chemistry. Right, right. Right. Communication, forget that in the hard society. Unfortunately, can I mix Arabic and English? I mean, our audience is okay, primarily sorry. English, but it's okay. <laughs> you do what right, you they miss do. out on the, on the key factor. Be, be as normal as you want. They I miss think. out on the key factor of the whole uh, communication part, so we'll keep that aside for now. Yeah. But chemistry, they stay there and they go like, <gasps> if you and I have chemistry, therefore we are love partners. Yeah. Right? And then they go with that and they go like, damn, man, we're not even compatible. We're not right. even close. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like a very long, complicated answer around that's, that, No, but that's very interesting. I mean, uh, it's it it is very. I mean, everything you say, I I I'm looking and in, in internalizing and thinking about the relationships that I've been through, right? Yes. And I try to understand, like, oh, does this apply right. to me, or, or so on, and so right. forth. Now I need to I need to actually um, uh, bring to the table something very important here. Sure. What's a single guy doing? Talking about relationships, teaching people how to have long long term relationships, like a right. question that everybody who's going to look me up is going to go like. Yeah, why should I listen to him? Right, so you're saying, okay, I don't know that. No, you go exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's no one. Right. No, yeah. no, I'm not going to hide it or if I had it, right? Yeah. But what's a single guy like me? So, listen, I and I grew up uh, in a very uh, dramatic uh, and chaotic environment that thrived on drama to separate. Okay. Unconscious behavior, right? And I'm talking about home, school, friends. Like, I noticed that there's, there's something about people that makes them truly love and enjoy having arguments or fights or discussions that separate. They don't know that they do. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Okay. Right? So I saw it in my relatives. I, I saw it in me and my brothers and sisters. Uh, I saw it in my parents. I saw it uh, at work. I was like, oh, there's a pattern here. Anna, my nature is I'm a very observant person, mm-hmm. right? And and I have one of the things that I know that confirms to me that I'm a very observant person when I play, play first-person shooters. Right. I'm the sniper guy. Okay. <laughs> right? I don't camp, but I'm the sniper guy. I was like, guys, go, do what you need to do. I'm just going to sit down here and watch. And and then if I need to I'm call... I'm going to study all of you. Uh, yeah. study all of you. <laughs> After you're dead. But, and, and then that's what I did. I observed these people and I took notes. Okay. At the age of five. And I grew up with that. And then I started to see, again, a pattern in my work. And I was like, well, something's missing. Yaki. And that had an impact on me. Right. That society fed me beliefs. And as a child, obviously, you learn from society. You download that information. And then you believe it. Right. right? So I believe a lot of wrong beliefs about people. I, 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 I had trust issues. I had issues with women. I had issues with confidence. I was like, oh, I wonder what other people are going through. Mm-hmm. The second thing about that is uh, when you work with a coach, it's not about the coach. Right. It's about the person 100%. Right. Right. One of the, one of the things that I design with people in our working relationship is be prepared to talk about you 100%. It's about you. It's not about me. And I'm just a catalyst for your work. The difference between me and other coaches is that the lens that I help us wear in the coaching is really dedicated to relationships. Okay. Hatta in the workplace. Okay. Right. So... 
I feel like there's something there that I can capitalize on. I love this topic very much. I've studied it so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm credentialed under amazing people who are authorities in this world, uh, in this uh, topic. I was like, you know what? Let me bring this to the table. It sucks sometimes that people show up and say, Yahi, why should I listen to you? Yeah, I mean, you're not listening to me. I'm just going to ask you the right questions, use the right tools to help you get to where you need to go. Well, you, you, you make me think about, uh, there's, <laughs> this is so cliche for me, but there's a documentary that came out like, I don't know, 20 years ago. Uh, no, not 20 years ago, less uh, 10, 10, 15 years ago. Anyway, uh, Metallica's uh, some kind of monster. So they had a coach because they were breaking up as a band. They couldn't communicate with each yeah. other anymore and so on. Wow. So they got this guy, um, Phil Towel, to come in and sort of like walk them through their issues and so on. But like you, Phil Tell is not a metal musician. He doesn't understand what these guys are going right. through. He doesn't understand the squizillions of dollars that they run and the operation that they run, right. and the dynamics of that band and whatever. Zucked. But he came into that relationship and fixed them and got them back together. And uh, now they are communicating better and so on. Exactly. So, so I don't, I, I, just like you said, I don't think you need to be in that space. I think you need to be some kind of mediator. So you, you need to be some kind of a guy who, like you, people are comfortable enough to tell you Zucked. through you what they want to tell their partners, yes. right? So like Khaled, she doesn't like do ABC and, yeah. and she's like, oh yeah, well you don't do that. And you're just sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm, I see what you're saying right there. You know? <laughs> exactly. I don't know why. Right? Yeah. The interesting you thing don't. is like that coach, what, is he in a band? No. No. No, no, no. He's just right? a yeah, therapist. Uh, or whatever. Is he on the same age group? Maybe, maybe not. Not at all. No, know. he's older actually. Yeah, yeah wait, older. Come in. See, so, so that's the thing. Uh, I don't know if he's ever heard of their music. I don't know, but... Well, all I'm uh, case in point here is he doesn't have to be in that very environment. It's the same for me. Right. But for credibility purposes, Baudu, uh, I believe that coaching is about measurable results. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, this is a very left brain lingo, but it's like seventy percent of the B two C clients that come to me get married. Right. I think that's a very good number, uh, and I'm all about making sure that this person really, if they say I Khalid, at the end of our coaching journey, I want to reach there. I go like, man. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. Okay. Right? Okay. You spin yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> okay. So you said so much that I think we should like sit back and like unpack. Sure, man. So first of all, you told me about the game. What's the game? What is? What is Shoot that? Mean? A long time ago, uh, a book. I think it was 2000, 2002. It was a. It was a book that was by an author called Neil Strauss. It depicts his journey uh-huh. from being somebody who was not confident, not good looking. Uh, at least that's how he says it. Uh, to uh, who doesn't have any success with women at all, zero. Gotcha. Okay, right. And he goes through the journey of going through all these mentors in what they call the pickup community, the underground pickup community at the time. And he goes through this journey, and it shows you the one eighty turn in his personality from someone who is not good looking at all to someone who's very stylish, and his nickname is Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and all the people and friends he makes, and the women that he's in love with, and uh, he sleeps. With with and blah, blah, blah. At the time, for someone like me, I think I read it in 2003 mm-hmm. or four, And I was like, damn, man, this is the salvation to humanity. Okay, wow. Because at the time, that was my uh, model of the world. My belief system was around, oh, you know, like, I'm an overweight guy. Uh, I can't uh, have any success with women. All these beliefs that I got from the society I told you about. Uh-huh. So I read the book, and it was the only book other than another spiritual book that I read that I finished in two weeks. Okay. And I was like, well, this is awesome. <laughs> and then you apply that and everything. So I was part of that community for a while. But what, that doesn't sound so controversial, though. Like what's It's very controversial. At the time, Shuf, it had the good intention of teaching men how to be confident. Okay. 
بس اه سو از ات لايك اون ذا اكسبنس اوف ذا وومن از ات لايك از ات لا 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 مش ذا اكسبنس اوف ذا وومن I never looked at it that way. It was more around, you know, you go to these trainings and workshops and seminars and, and they call them boot camps where they take you out into the field. Okay. And you go, you practice. To, to talk to. To talk to women. women. Okay. Right? And for me, that was actually an issue at the time. Ah, oh, like, I see. Oh, how do I do this, man? Like, Anna, even. But well, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. In university, I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't get this whole bar club, you mm. know, thing. When I would go to uh, Radisson Blue, the, bo- the the bar. Right, yeah, yeah. Not the one at the top where they play jazz music, the one in the first right. floor, I think. Yeah. I was I'm like, this, why am I here? Right, right. right. And I would I'd see women looking at me, I was like, oh, I feel judged. And then I would run. Right. But that book and that community gave me the ability to socialize and to be confident in my skin when I'm out. Okay. So, and for me at the time, hatta in our community, because there was a community here at the time, uh, they were going to Khalid, such a person was under the radar. Right. Like I would walk in in five minutes, I'm dancing with a girl. Okay. Right. So I was like, oh, that's a big shift for me. But what I didn't like about it is that it was training me to sleep with women. Ah, uh, I see. Extensively. Okay. Right. And there was hatta a challenge, how many women can you get in a day? Now. Right. right. Okay. What? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Okay. You know, and I was like, no, <laughs> no thanks. Ma'asalam. So that's the controversial part. That's the it. controversial okay. part. It's evolution of it was just. No, okay, no, but at least it was a good like um, starting I, I, point I for you. I took a lot of good stuff from it, man. I wouldn't be able to talk to you this way, I think, had I not been exposed to that community. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. and and so how did you? So you got the game. So that's one, two. You were talking about the the Pat's um, Doctor Pat Allen. Yeah. So you say you were talking about the three pillars. Yeah. Of of a happy or long term relationship, successful. Of a long term relationship. I wouldn't say like happy. That. That's a projection. Okay. okay. Because a successful relationship to you is different than what a successful relationship to me is. To so me. let's break down those three pillars right yeah. so you first was communication yep second chemistry. was chemistry and then the compatibility, compatibility. Um, <laughs> nice doing pretty well Good doing pretty well <laughs> um so do you think these pillars if you have those three pillars um do you think that ultimately results in some kind of happiness for the couple no and where do you see happiness stemming from i mean where Is that is there a pillar system or is there an equation that you feel mm. that hey, if you want to attain happiness with your partner, mm. this is what you need to do. Right. So uh, I I'm, I'm going to refrain from using happiness and replace it with the word successful. Then cool. again, okay. I don't want to project like I don't know. Happiness looks different to you than it is to me, right? right. So let, let's jump a little bit high level and okay. use successful, right? Right. Uh, second, I wouldn't say having. I would say building. Right. Two different worlds. Right, gotcha. a lot of people, Basif, they come into a marriage, and and if there's like a like a mug that's filled between us right now, they come into a marriage and they say, you know what, man, now that I'm married, this mug is full. Right, right. But when they get married, they go like, oh shit, it's empty. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's the building part. Right. The pillars, you have to practice them in your daily life anyway. You have to know how do you connect with people. Uh, how do you have chemistry with people even if you're not a lover with them mm-hmm. right how do you become compatible at work when you are matched with people i don't know but find a way to practice that in your life when you meet someone you will start with one of them so most of the time one of the pillars yeah yeah well most of the time it's chemistry of course right and well, so attraction is under chemistry yeah, yeah okay yeah Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's also under communication. Maybe you'll say something or do something with your body that makes them go like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He can juggle. <laughs> He can juggle. <laughs> okay. Right. So if you get into that, once you are in a relationship, make sure that you nurture them. 
simple way if you want to measure them it's like on a scale from one to ten where are both of you right now in your chemistry mm-hmm. so one of them is going to say well I think we're a seven one of them is going to go like a ten the guy's usually who's going to say we're a ten right, right. Yeah, we yeah. love to give extra points to ourselves <laughs> uh, and you work through that you have to have that conversation um, I found that to make a relationship simpler in with these pillars and anything else and it's a metaphor that I use a lot I use it in my TEDx talk is a relationship is like a cup of coffee okay what you put in it defines its taste uh-huh. so it doesn't mean that I'm a, if I am gonna give you let's say you're a chick and I'm a, I'm a dude and we're, we're married the more I give you the more you give me back so ah, that's a dis- traditional way of looking at a relationship right uh, what happens if I give less what, what are you gonna do mm-hmm. I'll probably um, look I mean be demotivated yeah, about our right? relationship or or if you think that I'm playing games with you you're going to give 10 times more right so yeah worst case scenario you will check out from the relationship mm-hmm. right mm. the worst even case scenario you're going to go check out and start a relationship with somebody else while we're together right so yeah it's like how do we change this you have to give people something more objective to look at not subjective it's not about the person it's about you mm-hmm. how do we do that you you make the relationship a separate entity Okay. Right. So that both of you at at some point we're gonna drink from this. Okay. So you're gonna taste this and go like, damn man, this tastes good or bad. Okay. So we're gonna have a conversation. Why does this taste taste good? Why does this taste bad? And you're gonna look at what you put into it. Uh huh. You are accountable for that. Right. And that's what builds a good foundation to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. But then how about the chemistry and the compatibility? How are we with chemistry here? What do we need in this cup to make our chemistry go to a level five, seven, okay. whatever? So what I'm trying to say is, concepts aside, just think of it as a separate entity and focus on putting things that are good there. Do you think there are unrealistic expectations oh. from each other? Because right? oh. <laughs> I remember when I first got married, you know, you, you, you walk into a marriage and you're like, all right, here's why I, what I expect. <laughs> and then she also walks in and is like, all right, here's what I, where I, what I expect. That's fine. And we just sort of like, we enter from two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And we almost need to come into the middle, right? Yeah. And then people think that compromise is like, okay, I'm going to willfully drop this, you know, in order to move a step forward. Yeah. But what I found compromise was, is molding of your, I would say, uh, the way you view things. Because you learn things as days progress, you know? You learn that, okay, well... My wife doesn't really think that way. Like, yeah. You know, she doesn't agree to the way I, you know, look at topic X or whatever. Yes. You know, and so I should probably mold towards her understanding so I can communicate that better yeah. to her. Yeah. Do you know, so I feel like people walk into relationships with unrealistic uh, expectations. expectations. The, the more it serious it gets, you know, yeah. the more serious it gets, the more like, you're like, oh, okay, well, I might spend the rest of my life with this woman. So I want to see, all right. Um, children. What yeah. do you think? Uh, yeah. You know, we should. How do we raise our children? Oh, oh, interesting. <laughs> you yes, know what I mean? Yes, like yes, yes. that's how it is. But I feel like it's a it's a process. I don't know. How do you how do you view? Shuf, um, expectations expectations is an interesting word. I want to give you that in in a kind of what we call a teach piece to help uh, land this. Okay. Uh, there's. Um, there's a doctor called Dr. Arnold Mendel, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he realized, he, he studied dreaming, the dreaming for people, right? And he realized, oh, there are kind of three planes of how people behave when it comes to dreaming and not dreaming, right? Okay. And when I say dreaming, I'm not only talking about when you sleep. I'm not talking about just the concept of dreaming as a person. I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. Okay. He said there are three, three planes to people's behavior in this world as a system together, how we are. 
there is something called the essence. Mm-hmm. And that's usually when you sit with a person for the first time. There are no really words you can't describe, but you have attraction for them. And you go, you get that? Mm-hmm. I, like, uh, you know, like I can't say it. I can't express it, but I feel good about you. Right. That's the essence, right? Mm. And then there's the dreaming stage. There's like, oh, what would it be like if we are together? Right. How things could be. How are we together? It's like the fireworks start to happen. Of course. Yeah. And then there's the last one, which is consensus reality. Consensus uh-huh. reality is like المتفق علي. Like like you and I agree that the sun is out right now. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So most people who get into a relationship. After the essence part is like, oh, you know, like there's something happening here. They get into dreaming and they stay in dreaming. And for a that's while. Uh, for a, <laughs> yeah. No, not for a while, for a very long time. Okay. Right? Like even Adam and Eve left heaven. Right. Right? <laughs> Sensitive part of our conversation. Oh, uh, where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what I'm trying to say here is, metaphorically at least, is that some people stay too long there and that's where unrealistic expectations happen. We stick too long to our, uh, the, the dream and what could happen and then when it's in reality mode, you're like, Damn! That's not what I thought. Right. Right. People have to learn that there are it's three. It's interesting you say that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've been through. Right. Yeah. I've yeah. been through that do, process. Do you have yeah. something to share? Like, uh, no, no. I, I'm just, please finish your yeah. thoughts. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. So, <laughs> not ready to share that part. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> I'm not going to be put under the lens here. You know? <laughs> so, but people tend to just stay there for too long. And you'll see this in corporate. You'll see this in teams. You'll see this with uh, brothers and sisters. Right. Friends. Uh, everybody. I. I I started businesses with people and we stay in dreaming and it's awesome and we're going to do this and we had this awesome product. But man, when it's time, like push comes to shove, oh, you know, and that's where the real game is. Like right. that's where you, the work happens. Right. Love is a verb because it's work. Right. You just don't get in and go like, ah, oh, no, man, no. Let's go to the Maldives and stay forever. Yeah. forever. <laughs> and then after four, four days, like, this is kind of boring. Do you want to do something else? Yeah. No, I want to stay here. Conflict. Oh, what do we do now? Right? Yeah, yeah. So this is, I think, one of the things that how mm. you can manage the whole idea of uh, unrealistic expectations. I want to also point to somewhere else, Basil. Uh, compromise. Big word for a lot of people triggers people. Right. I think there's uh, power in language. Mm-hmm. Of course, absolutely. I completely agree. So, yeah. so comes like, oh, does that mean I have to give up my world? Right? And nobody wants to give up their world in a relationship or mm-hmm. in anything. So, right, of course. So in order for you to open... It's tied to freedom, right? I mean, yeah, it's tied to the yeah. freedom and of the individual. And, exactly. Yeah. And our, our, our generation right now seems to value freedom big time now. Mm-hmm. Right? I would substitute compromise with a focus on uh, percentages. Mm-hmm. And uh, for anybody listening, make it work for you and whatever. But I'm going to use percentages. Man, look, um, before you got married, Basil, you probably gave your friendship 60% of that pie that you have, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you gave your parents, I don't know, I'm making a lot of weird arbitrary assumptions here, 30%, mm-hmm. right? And then maybe like 10% for your own life. Right. So after you get married, one of these percentages, if or all of them, or some of them, change, mm-hmm. Right. So if you get married, then you have another factor in that. What are you going to do? You reduce percentages here, right? But you keep the essence of that percentage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you increase somewhere else. I have a good friend who does that incredibly well. And this is the kind of person that you say he's a friend who knows to ha- manage his life with his wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, that rhymed. His life with his wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and his friendship. Catchphrase. And, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Don't right. take it at this. <laughs> 
we know they're going to be part of the show very soon. Yeah. Uh, so Basel, it, it goes back to how are you managing your time and your effort with different people right now? Okay. Right. And when you manage that, are you giving them exactly what you used to give them or not? Mm-hmm. Yes. So for me, one of my values is quality time with my family. Big value for for me. No matter where I'm at in my life. And after I started the business, stopped being an employee, this percentage changed. Mm-hmm. And it bothers them. But I make sure that whenever I'm with them, I spend the same quality time with them. Right. Right? It's just that my attention span with them is different now. Right. It's the same for relationships. Mm-hmm. Don't compromise. Just think of it as percentages. Where are you with your percentages now? Right, right, right. Gotcha. And be comfortable with that and communicate that to people. I've... Personal note here. I'm gonna wear a personal hat here. Uh, I've had people who, the moment they get married, they disappear off the face of the earth. Mm. And uh, and I go like, damn, what just happened? And for me, in my personal world, it's like, damn, we we spent a lot of time in this friendship. Um, and you, yeah, yeah, it ouch. feels right. Wait, you see that? Yeah, you see that happening a, a lot, a lot right. with people. Yeah, yeah sometimes they get married and. Uh, and it's they start focusing on other things, and I understand it, you know, because now you have a partner um, who you want to build something with, yes. and um, and you don't want to neglect as well, right? You because uh, you want to make sure that you spend the right amount of time with that person. Now, I'm not that kind of guy. I mean, I, I try, or at least I we we both try to both have our relationship towards each other um, and put the right amount of quality time um, and do our own thing with our friends. So I see my guys, we we hang out at least once or twice a week, um, just us us, and just go out and like let off our steam and they just have a Mm -hmm. good sort of guys uh, night out and we on the weekends we make sure that we see our families, we see our friends. So I think it's a balance in a way. But sometimes, of course, you lose, uh, not lose friends, but you lose touch with some people that you were more in touch with before. Bizarre. But which you feel a little bit regretful about. Like, ah, oh, damn it, I should put more effort with person X or person Y. Mm. Um, and I will get to it. I promise I will get to it. And it's not your intention to not talk to them. It's just life happens. Yes. You know what I mean? And life that's- happens. And you can actually add to that at some point. When you have that conversation with yourself, it's like, oh, I would love to put more effort. Speak to them, let them know, listen, this is happening. This is where I'm at in my life. What I would like to do is, back then we used to hang out every day, Mm example, right? I would like to see you like once a month. Right. How are you with that? Right. Have a conversation, see where they stand with you because that design, again. That's an interesting approach. It speaks to this because you're honoring honoring the connection that you have with this person. Right. And my definition of connection, Basil, is you hold people accountable for the love and humanity that you have with one another. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the world today has evolved so much, it's holding people accountable on performance only. Right. But so there's a humanity part. The human part between us has to be honored. It has to be respected. And that means communication. Even if they're, after so long, I've had that happen. Somebody disappears off the, and comes back like, listen, Khaled, this is what's been happening. and This is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to respect that. Excellent. Right. I know where you stand, man. I understand you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely, and that goes back to your whole communication. Absolutely, keep people uh, open. Do you see how I keep bringing back the the three different pillars in some shape or form? Right, yeah. right. It's about building it. It doesn't have to be so calculated. Mm-hmm. Let's be conscious of it. Bring it back and forth so that you are aware of that the building process is happening. Right. So, okay. So shifting it towards uh, another thing that you brought up earlier is how men and women change in today's day and age. So um, obviously, there is this. Uh, how do I put it in a way that makes sense? Um, there is some kind of awakening, right? 
amongst women and men when it comes to how the dynamic of these relationships should be in today's yep. day and age. Yep. So, for example, today, what is expected of a man and a woman mm-hmm. is very, very different from what it, where it was 10 years ago and where it was 20 years ago. So, you know, like the, the, it's expected of the woman to walk into a relationship to know how to cook, to know how to clean. And this was like, what, 30, 40 years ago, right? More or less. But today it's like... No, I mean, I'm not good cooking for you, you know, like we're walking into this thing together and we need to figure this thing out together, you know. So how do you feel or how does that dynamic, how does that change in your view? How do that, how, how do women and men respond to each other today? And how do you feel that changed the game, if you will, you know? Well, yeah, I'm still playing with this. Right. And I think a lot of people are still experimenting with this as well. Like, it's like, hmm, what's really happening here? The roles have definitely evolved and changed. Right. For sure. Big time, right? Big time, man. It's like, whoa. No, no big time. Man, right? what, what, what year were you uh, born in? 84. 84. I'm 85. So we're uh, pretty yeah. much the same generation. Man, it wasn't like that for us uh, up until maybe 1995, 2000. Right. So, yeah. And then, bah. So something happened in this evolve. For me, I'm still playing with it. I'm an advocate of uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Mm-hmm. In fact, I work directly. I've with never read that book, but you know what? I, I was thinking about it last week. In the light of everything that I've been reading about uh, gender roles, yes. uh, uh, gender fluidity, yes. gender, you know, I'm like, ah, does that book still stand today? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I've never read the book. No, so, it's okay. Uh, but I know a lot of couples who have, and it, it helped them a lot. Yes. But I don't know nothing about that book. It's so. okay. So the, Dr. John Gray and I work closely with his team. I'm credentialed under him. There are only two in the UAE who are credentialed under him, and one of, I'm one okay. of them, right? And I'm an advocate of that world. I feel that back then he stated that generalization. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that they can be used as some kind of foundation slash principles to, to play with, mm-hmm. highlight, play with, mm-hmm. right? And then I read a book by somebody called Mimi Icon, who was an entrepreneur. So again, my, my trigger, even as a coach, I do that. I was like, hmm, who am I to, uh, who is she to, for me to listen to her? She's an entrepreneur, not uh, not a therapist or yeah. any of that kind yeah. of stuff. But she, she said something very interesting in that book. It's called the bingo theory. The bingo theory uh, says that because we have the feminine masculine energies in, in us are you aware of that mm-hmm. all right cool uh, and well, I'll, uh, I'll explain that a little bit in, yeah in a, exactly right so the, the the feminine energy is more about uh, the the nurturing the the emoting the collaboration working together the masculine is about confidence uh, in uh, assertion uh, going in a certain direction right. that way right and both males and females have and that. both of them have their own level of confidence and and we have them in in males and females right like um when you sit there and you listen very attentively to someone like you are right now, mm. that's feminine energy, man, right? Okay. Masculine energy is kind of like, okay, let's let's take this somewhere and make it directive, mm-hmm. right? Uh, feminine energy is when you're nurturing uh, your wife, uh, your friends, your family. That's feminine energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have both. So she says there are two kinds of men and women right now. There, there are the what they call uh, the masculine strength male and female, and then the feminine strength Male and female, mm-hmm. right? And she says you have to complement one another. So you can't be two masculine strength people in a relationship. And if you are, it's going to be very challenging because mm-hmm. you're going to butt heads a lot in your energies. Like right. masculine, 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 masculine. And they're going to like, damn it, we're not connecting. Right. Right? Yeah. And both of you are going to go to the gym together and challenge each other, and, uh, you know? And then the fa- she says the feminine strength people in a relationship together are not going to get shit done. Right. <laughs> You're yeah. going to sit at home, connect and talk and blah, 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 which can be okay for people. But hold on, is, it, is having two feminine energies, 
That doesn't sound so bad, <laughs> right? Strength. <laughs> I mean, strength. Yeah. Strength. Like there's there's more of one than the other. But I think yeah, I think you have to have that sort right. of balance, right? So yeah. her theory in the book was very interesting to me, and I was like, oh, how do I apply this in this world right now? She says, shuf, enter if you're gonna be masculine strength male, which is the traditional way of looking at a relationship, mm-hmm. and you are with a feminine strength female, you're gonna bring out her fe- her masculine strength in the relationship, and vice versa, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So you complement another. It's become symbiotic very nicely, you know. Like, and there's a synergy and the same for a masculine strength female okay. and a, fem- a feminine strength male okay right interesting so I, I, I'm playing with that and I'm saying hmm it could work I've seen it in my clients and I go like uh, let me see how that works for them and it works mm. and uh, which today you can see more masculine strength uh, females for whatever reason they exist right now uh, in our society um, which is a very good thing uh, because I know some people are like, is it a bad thing or a good thing? <laughs> uh, it's a very good thing. You got to caveat everything, man. You got to say, you know, good it, thing, shoot, bad Basel, thing. I've learned relationships <laughs> is a very sensitive topic. Yeah. It's not like, let's talk about productivity. Well, gender is now a very Ooh, <laughs> interesting right? topic that we need to, you know. So it feels like sometimes when I say something, I have to cover up my track skills. You got to you gotta, ah! yeah, talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so shoot, uh, yeah. putting that into work with the whole Mars Venus work, I, I'm seeing some results, but I don't know where is that going, what's that happening. It works for some people, it doesn't work for some people. Okay, okay. so so you talk about uh, you know all these people that come to you and talk to you and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So do you see now that the role of, for example, uh, the female has become emasculined and the role of the male yeah. uh, might head buds and whatever. So in this new role of, of or this new world that we're looking at today, uh, you know whether we like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, whether it's a reality, right? So, so how do do you see that in your everyday clients? Does it like even if it's not um, prominent in them, or or somebody comes to you and 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 there's they exhibit these things that mm. you're talking about? Do you feel like you need to dig into the core of, of course their gender? La. Or La. Do, no, no, okay, more into the person, okay. Uh, I wrote a post about this last night. Uh, so sorry, I just go for it. Go for it. Uh, I, I want you to answer exactly no, no, no. what you're saying, but um, just to add a little bit to that is the gender. And do you look at biological factors? Do you know what I mean? Like uh, when it comes to these things, like all right, you are female, so therefore you are programmed. You are male, so mm. therefore you are programmed. And now let's talk about the social construct. And now let's talk about da, 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 all these kind of things. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to bring it this back to you. And you were talking about your blog post yesterday. Yeah, no. so I, I, I will answer uh, that part. I mean, I think there's curiosity around what's the question really here? What, what are you trying like to ask? These, in today's dynamic, yeah. right? Today's female dynamic and male dynamic and, and how these... Um, you know how how the world has changed. Like right, the roles of women are now different today. Right. The world roles of men or women to, uh, are different today. Right. With your core clientele that comes to see you, right. do you see that in them? And how do you how do you manage these things without resorting to traditional means? Good, I got it. So uh, sometimes. Uh, I bring in the John Gray material, the men are from Mars, uh, Venus right. stuff, into uh, the work that we do. And sometimes I use it as a tool for me as a coach. Mm. Uh, sometimes. Uh, if a female comes and I can tell in the session that she, she's, she's talking and she wants to express a lot, to me that could s- uh, signal stress. Right. Well, when a woman is stressed, according to John Gray, 
that her oxytocin levels are down mm-hmm. and her cortisol levels are up. Right. To bring that up so that we can help her get to a result and change her state, all you have to do is listen. Right. And uh, hold and that container and space for her to be heard. Right. And some reassurance around where she's at. Okay. Right? Works for some females, doesn't work for all females. What about men? Men, it's the same. Okay. Uh, I, uh, in terms of like this approach, for men, it's if he's stressed, he's usually quieter. Right. Right? May not give full answers. He's thinking. Honor that thinking. But you know, so I'm a man, mm. right? And I feel that sometimes you just want to let stuff off I, your chest. Yes. You're like, Dad, I just want to talk. Yes. I just want to say ABC. Yes. But then maybe because I'm an, maybe an extroverted person and maybe I'm more prone to talk. So, I know there's so much like factors so, so, here. So that, let's, you know? let's use this uh, as, a, as a general vague example at least because I don't want to jump into uh, personal details unless you want to. Let's say you're stressed, you're, you're having a bad day, you come to me and you want to talk, right? You just want to let it out. Right. What would work better for you if you're talking to me and I give you unsolicited advice mm-hmm. or if you ask me for advice and I give it to you? Right. Which one? Uh, I don't know. I think for me, it's more of a conversation. So I'd yes. like to have that. Uh, yeah, That's for a man. Let me ask you something. In that conversation, if I uh, remind you of your greatness as a man, your accomplishments and how far you've come, how would that make you feel? Probably better. Probably better. Yeah. According to John Gray stuff, this is what men need. Mm. Right? To validation. The validation <laughs> is like, enter, you're on the right track. Everything's going to be great. Enter, Kaza Kaza. I remember the time when you did this. Remember, mind the man of his greatness. A woman might come and say, like, wait a second, if you did this with me, I would feel good. Yeah. It works for some women right. as well. Right. right. But for some women that I've worked with, uh, the majority of them seem like before that happens, I need to listen to me first. Mm. Right? I need to be heard. Right. So I think it's just a fine line between the two steps. Right. But again, I'm going to tell you that sometimes I bring that gender intelligence, uh, as he calls it, into the coaching and it works. Mm, okay. Uh, even when I come to work with men, I don't use certain words with them that women uh, that I would use with women. Mm. Right. Like for some men, especially if they haven't experienced coaching a lot, uh, if I use the word feeling, mm-hmm. how are you feeling? Yeah, Habibi. Mm. Yeah. They don't like it, really. Halas. Yeah. So interesting. Especially, uh, corporate. I mean, uh, even the corporate don't like the word feeling. Right. But. Um, Say feeling to a man who's not accustomed to that, who doesn't have a much high self-awareness, and they can uh, go like, mm, not sure if I want to share much with this guy. But do you feel like in today's age, like men are more in touch with their emotions more and than their feelings? Before. Do we need more? Yes, 10 times more. There's the, there's a revolution. Like There's a lot of people releasing books about men and opening up and vulnerability and showing up as a man and what it means to be a leader. It's different now. It's a different ballgame. Right. I love it. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. It's it, it, I feel like it's happening because I I remember like I see some of my guy friends. I know this is like anecdotal and you know obviously it's just a story, but sure. Um, a lot of my guy friends who are you know who are rough and like yeah you know <laughs> today they're much more open towards who they are and their relationships yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but I attribute that. In a way, to social media. <laughs> now, hear me out. <laughs> I think when you have like, um, when you don't have to confront someone in person, 
it's easier for you to express. Yeah. Right. So like if you're WhatsApping someone, yes. it's easier to say how you're feeling on WhatsApp rather than in person. Because in person, you're like, ah, oh, you're being such a, like a emotional oh, yeah. pansy. Yeah. Come on, bro. You know, but when you're talking to somebody on WhatsApp or on Facebook or whatever, yeah. it's just much easier. You know, like I don't have to do the confrontation thing. Sure. We're going to do this on online and yeah. it's much easier. Huh. I know we're digressing, into the, but okay. I think that's how, that today we see. And I think it all goes back to the evolution of men and women and where they are today and how they're redefining their roles yeah. and uh, how women empower empowerment has become such a you know prominent thing now right and and men are looking at this and thinking okay it's very important to empower the woman um it's also obviously men want to be you know, want to feel empowered like you're saying but also i feel like there's a bit of a evolution in the man as well where they want to start expressing more and yeah, talking right, more right, so, right. I, so i don't know i mean that's that's what i how i'm looking at it now and I've, i i wonder in the context of your world you know if, if that makes sense sure, one of them uh, so now personal hat on again uh, basil uh, i think it was was it a month ago uh, mr olympia mm-hmm I have uh, the bodybuilding competition. I apologize for all my bodybuilding friends, <laughs> but it was it was viral on my feed, so I saw it and I was like, "Damn, you know." Yeah. Here's the interesting thing that tells you so much about the evolution of gender and and how men are different now in society. When the number one guy this year, who was I think Phil Heath, uh, when he he got the news, obviously on stage that he's the winner, he held the microphone. This is a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. a big guy that you, you in your mind, like, that's, that's the voice that you associate with that guy, right? And he starts to cry mm-hmm. like a kid right? on stage in front of millions of people who are watching around the world. And he's, he's emotional. He's saying, this is what it means to be successful, something like that, you know? They're like, and I was watching this. I was like, wow, two worlds colliding, right? Two worlds colliding. You don't, like, the traditional way of thinking about a man today has shifted so much, mm. right? Second thing I want to mention, and I'm going to get in trouble probably for saying this, but I think this whole women empowering thing, man, is just overly glorified, man. Okay. Bro, I don't think women need empowerment. I think they are already empowered. All they need is to be seen. Okay. Right? There's a lot of workers like, be empowered as a woman. What, what are we creating? Another man? Man, she is a woman. She just needs to be seen. And when she is seen, she will show up in society. And that's what happens right now. What do you mean be seen? Shoof. The woman is equipped with probably superpowers that you and I don't have put together. Right. She has the ability to do things that you and I are not able to do. Right. Like physically. (laughs) Probably even emotionally, mentally. Okay. They're very powerful men. Like sometimes scary powerful. (laughs) Right. Okay. Why? Because men... You have to witness her uh-huh. and give her room to express herself. Mm-hmm. The masculine dominated world chokes that feminine. Mm-hmm. In corporate, right? You see that? It's, it's choking that. That's why right now, we're in, uh, at least in the United States, with the whole entrepreneurship wave, you see that the whole pyramid thing in, uh, and hierarchy is dissolving. And you see some companies like Google uh, go- doing more of a horizontal approach mm-hmm. where everybody's an equal. Mind Valley, if you look at that company, uh, they, they live by that It's like you and I are equal So that gives them room As women to express Who they are Okay And that for me Is too empowering When okay. you can witness her But this whole uh, Like let's train them To be empowered Every woman right now Wants to empower women Yeah I'm into You don't need empowerment You're already very powerful Okay Just be seen 
And I think men need to allow them to be seen. So I think we need to define empowerment. What, what, how do we define empowerment versus seen? Seen is kind of uh, giving her room to be herself, whatever right. that means for certain people. Empowerment feels to me like today, at least in this wave, is training. Mm. You need to train her to be empowered. Okay. No. Right. She has it all. She has right. everything. Right. Right. That's, that's uh, when so you you're looking at it as uh, it's there. Give, give it's equal opportunity. Yeah. E- equal opportunity, and yeah. and she will shine. Basically, yes. is, is what we're talking. I about. don't know about equal opportunity thing because that's about to, that's a very tricky uh, thing that I it's not my it's not my field. Right. Like when you go like equality, not yeah. my thing. But all I'm saying is focus shifts the results. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to say that women are not empowered, what am I assuming is available in the world? Mm-hmm. And what am I choosing to see? Right. But if I choose to see that these women already have that, what am I telling the world? Okay. That they're there. Right. Right? So I think that will hatta reduce the pressure on them today to prove themselves. Mm. Because I see how much they struggle to prove themselves in the boardroom and at work, at home. No, man. She has to be heard. Right. She, she has some good stuff in her. Right. Uh, look at HR managers, man. Do you see that shift suddenly from men HR managers to mostly female? Mm. Human resources. Right. They, they occupy that role incredibly well and much more. Okay. Right. So what I'm trying to say, Basil, is yeah, I need to bottom line this statement. It's there. Mm. They're not, we don't have to assume it's not there. Right. It's focus, man. It's just... Let's just honor that. Let's just respect that. Okay. Okay. Interesting. That's a very interesting way of looking at it. Yes. You know, I'm just uh, I'm thinking about how we can break down that that thinking. You know, it's um, it's very interesting. We talk about less. No, no, we're focusing on the wrong area, which is empowerment, Lack. and now we should we should look at being seen. Yes. And, and I don't go up to my mom and tell her you're not empowered. I tell her, Mama, thank you for being such a great woman to me. The way I see what you're saying is, you know. Have a seat on the table and and have the equal sort of opportunity of what your counterpart who is male getting right so you both come with the equal seating footing at the table, and your gender shouldn't matter yes right you're I mean, drinking from the cup you have an, uh, you have a voice it's right. important okay interesting interesting and you were talking about a um, essay that you were writing or a post that you were writing earlier no I wrote a post yesterday uh, oh. but it, it was not necessarily related to uh, men women relationships and love and everything it was just as a whole relationships uh-huh. uh, I wanted to change the trigger behind globalizing the belief that we have about certain things. Okay. Yeah, one of the topics that I always get from uh, women in some shape or form uh, in, my, in my clientele is, you know something, Khaled? Men are dot, 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 and fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And it's, it comes with that. And it's like, you know something, Khaled? Men are kaza, 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 kaza. Mm-hmm. Right? And I study that. That's, that's a result of a trigger. Something happened. The trigger went off. And then that belief shows up. It's like, why does this belief show up? Because it's so heavy, Basil, to walk in the world with this belief. Mm. Because you start, again, power and language. You start to see every single man some way. And no wonder many of them are single. Right. Right? One of the factors, at least. Right? They're going there and it's like, men are kaza kaza. Thus, you are this. Right? And that judgment is passed on and that assumption. And she goes like, why can't I find the right guy? Honey, you, this is why. This trigger, this globalized belief. Mm. Let's break that down and find what's really at the core. What's happening for you inside? Mm. Why did you believe that? And it's usually because of a series of events about uh, intense emotions. And then they have that in their nervous system. And they go like, ah. it gives me so much subconscious satisfaction to say, well, 100% of the men are like that. Mm-hmm. Nobody 
nobody will not feel good when they say, you know, Basil, 90% of cars today are red. Mm. You feel so much significance when you say it. Right, yeah. And that's part of our ego. Mm. But if you can let go of that and look inside, you start to focus on specific behavior that you don't like. Mm. You know what this brings up, Basil? Mm -hmm. Values. You know what values bring up? Mm. Compatibility. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I interviewed couples Mm -hmm. one month away before their wedding day, which is perfect. Dreaming stage at its best. And I tell them... uh, Mr. Man and Mr. Woman, at what point did you decide that this person was it? Right? Very interesting question. Do you know what most of them said? Mm-hmm. In some shape or form, Khaled, when I'm with that person, our core values are met. Mm. They didn't say they're the same. They didn't say they complete each other. They said they're met. Mm. Yani, if we can derive an answer from that, it means that when they're together, they feel 100%. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to this. Mm-hmm. You want to be in this? You want to have a good time here? Come in with your 100%. The cup for everyone who is lo- watching and just listening. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, you have to be who you are, not the best. Mm. To me, that's success. Be who you are, Yaki. It's just generalizations seem to be very dangerous. You know what I mean? When you generalize and say, like, um, all men are this way or all very. women are this way. It just sort of takes the individuality out of something, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe to you, uh, all women behave in a certain way or all men behave in a certain way. And sure, there are common denominators between um, certain people. Obviously, there is, you know, it's our culture, it's our, whether it's our culture or our um, communities or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But it's, uh, you always have to look at the individual behind the stereotype. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I think, at least. I always take people as individuals. I meet Khaled. He's vastly different from any other Egyptian yeah, person exactly. I know. You know, he's. Uh, I meet Sharif, who's one of my best friends, yeah. uh, who is Egyptian. Very different from what Khaled is. Absolutely. And so we can't say all Egyptians are Bizarre. this or, or that. As you know, there has to be, the individual has to come to the yes. forefront, you know. And, 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 that's, there, and there's an issue with that is that when... Out of a relationship, those two people go out to their friends. The friends feed that belief. Right. Man, you know something? That's why you're having that problem. Because women are like that, yeah. Right. What? How, what do you know? <laughs> Sorry, man. What do you know? But also social media, I think, does that. Of course. You know, it's we when you stop having these conversations with people in person, you sort of like resort to the screen and then it sort of like play puts fire into the yes, stereotype. Yeah. Whereas when you sit with some, and it's also like with political debates and whatever, like, ah, oh, all these guys, they hate, um, you know, whatever other sect is, you know, or this sect hates that sect. So I'm never going to meet anyone from yes. that sect. But then one day you're chilling and you're sitting in some place and then you meet somebody from that area that you don't like. And you're like, well, you're, you're a good guy, you know, or you're a good girl, whatever, exactly. you know, it's like, damn, I, I mean, that's sort of like broke the stereotype. That's what I'm always, I always say that the individual has to come and be the forefront of that conversation yes. before anything. You know? and, and for that to happen, you need to own and claim or reclaim who you are. Yeah. I think that's, that's, well, uh, Basil, that's the message of, uh, of all of that I do, is that I just want to make sure that if you are in this, just own who you are before you try to own somebody else. Right. Uh, one of yeah, my understand yourself. Yeah. You know, like just understand who you are. Tony Robbins, you've heard of Tony Robbins? I don't. I mean, okay. I feel like very okay. illiterate no, now no, sitting no, with no, you okay, today. Okay. <laughs> Personal development world, he's the top guy, right? Uh, and he said something that was interesting. He said, Yahi, into today, you're trying so hard to be somebody else. A lot of us are trying to, to be somebody else, right? I need to be what society thinks I should be mm-hmm. the generalization or something much better and stronger. 
he says, if you're in a relationship, that person will not like you or love you. They're going to like what you project. Mm-hmm. In other words, stop playing this game if you want to be loved. Right. Claim who you are. Be a good human being. Honor your values. Live your good life. And that person who's compatible with you and you have some chemistry with and you have communication with and all that kind of stuff, they're going to come and you're going to have a good life. But stop just making it so complicated. Khaled, what do you think this guy meant? I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know what he meant. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to know why you're receiving it that way. Right. What are your thoughts on Tinder? Hate it. <laughs> I was on it. I hated it. Really? Yes. Tinder and, and, stupid. and happen and all this. I mean, I got married, so I don't use these apps. Bro, listen, man. I'm going to generalize on my But world. I see my friends who are single and they're like on Tinder and they're on it. Yeah, and I'm like, exactly. this, is, this, this seems so unnatural, you know? So what are your thoughts on that? I think it plays one good role only, uh-huh. which is it, um, it speaks to the fact that people are now very, very, very visual. Mm-hmm. Right, so you want to see something, you don't want to waste a lot of time. Okay, uh, oh, we we're we're matched. Bye. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go meet. Right. What I don't like about it is that it took away the depth behind relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that mean that they're not going to get the depth later on? Don't know. But from the results I'm hearing, people just go out there. And they want to bang. Mm-hmm. That's all I hear, man. Okay. Right? <laughs> right. That's, that, so, uh, Anna, I go like, why spend time? So, you mean it's very shallow. It's very shallow, man. Mm-hmm. Well, why spend time there? I can't judge. I know some people who say, no, we've had a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay, good for you. But Anna, for me personally, no, man, not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Not my cup of tea. I feel like it's, um, to me, like I, I'm not judging. I don't know. I mean, you want to do what you got to do. But, uh, and I've never used Tinder or Happen or uh, Cupid, whatever. There's a few of those out there. Um, But it just seems to me that having so many options in your hand and swiping based on the, the face of the person, you know, that to me sounds like, a really bad idea for society in general, yeah. you know? That sounds like a bad idea because you're no longer um, you're no longer pursuing a person out of interest. You're no longer pursuing a person because you, you know the chase is not there anymore, you know, which is a very like nice part of the relationship in the beginning, right? When you chase each other and you whether she texts or or she messages yeah. or or you or he messages or whatever, yeah. you know that element is completely taken out, <laughs> and it's like, all right, we just match, we we meet uh, somewhere, and whether it happens, it happens, yeah, doesn't happen, yeah, doesn't exactly. happen, you know. Look, and man, it sounds like very unnatural and very counterproductive to society, yes. you know. So <laughs> it just that's how it feels. Like I just. For me, this doesn't feel normal, you know, like you have this phone with you and you're like going left, right, left, left, like just going between people and you're like, nah, that, yeah, but I could be attracted to this person, swipe, and then keep going, keep it, swipe. So if you've, you've, in one night, you've swiped on 10 potential individuals yes. that you may potentially maybe... And that doesn't happen in the real world, you know. Yeah, you can't yeah. go to, you know, a restaurant and look around like mm, potential, 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 exactly. potential. I'm gonna go talk to all of you tonight, and then maybe one of you will be the lucky winner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? right? it's, it's, it just sounds very unnatural. Like it wasn't intended for us to be that way. First time, first time I, I used it, uh, I think it was when it first came out, and I saw like the whole swipe feature, 
it becomes at some point an unconscious habit. Right. Yeah. You're just sitting there like, uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm enough. This is stupid. And I did it to my account. This is stupid. Right. right. And I was watch uh, matched uh, apparently with a friend or something. And I was like, yo, yo. And she's like, uh, hey. Well, like, this is awkward. I, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredibly awkward. It's like, no, I was just testing the app out. I was like, sure, you are. Everybody's testing. Out. <laughs> out, right? So no, I think uh, I look. I think it works for some people. Anna, for me, I'm an advocate of human connection and communication. If I want to meet someone, I just go out and, I mean, everybody's outside right now. But it's funny because my single friends are all, like, they don't even like it. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, we're on it, but we don't really like it. You know? Why? And I'm like, that's so strange. What, what like, is this contradiction? If I, uh, you know? But I understand there's an element to it that I understand, which is you, people who are on that app, they're both willing to meet people, right? So, like, me from one side and let's say whoever individual is from the other side, we both willingly came onto this app because we want to meet people, you know, and I see that's the factor of it that maybe is enticing to meet new people. Uh, but, yeah. but it just feels unnatural. That's, that's what I'm saying. It just feels unnatural. It feels, it feels counterproductive to society, not to the individual, maybe well to the individual. I mean, we're all having a good time and whatever, but but to society in general, it just seems counterproductive to have such a wide catalog at your hand. Mm. It just feels like a catalog. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like a catalog. Yeah. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like I'm venting right now. But Look, I don't even it, use Tinder I mean, or if, any of that if, stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> but if, if anything, basically, it speaks to the whole dopamine thing, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's that makes sense. very good for dopamine. Yeah. Very, very good. It feels you like... You want to see something new every second, man? Tfaddal. Tinder. Have right. You? Yeah, uh, Right. Sounds weird. It's very weird. Man. Anyway, uh, as you can tell, Hatta from my the way, like I you got no expressions. Like, like ah, I don't know. Man. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, just, mm. This is not in my world, you know. I just no, but I I, just, I agree with you. It's all about human connection. It's all about the individual. Um, and I like. I think we had a very rounded conversation. I know the. I think we started in a place and we ended in a place, and every, the, so much conversation happened in between, which I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I know we wrapped. We're, I told you one hour, and and we just literally hit the one hour mark. So. Uh, I so think. I, I want to ask you this to wrap up this conversation yeah. and then maybe you have your own way. Sure. What was, if there was one piece of value that you got on behalf of your audience in this conversation, what would it, what would it be? I think the three pillars you spoke about are very important. I, I agree with them as well. You know, these three things are, uh, I mean, I look at my personal relationship with my wife and, um, and, you know, I think you were talking about building towards success a successful relationship. I think it's you're right. It's a lot of building, and it's a lot of um, it's 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 the building blocks, and we both have to put into that cup um, in order for both of us to sort of see a flourishing relationship. Yeah. And um, and I, and I I truly see that in my in my functional day to day relationship with my own wife. You right. know, uh, it's a it's a you know when people say relationships are work, you know. It's work, but it's 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 fun work. You do know what yes. I mean? Like it's it's not work that you're, oh shit, I gotta clock in, man. Because that's not what it is. It's I want to do this for my wife. I do. I want to do this because I, I know that makes her happy. And you know, I know in return that she's going to do something that makes me happy because she wants me to be happy. And I think these things are important. That when you do things because for the good of her, yeah, it comes back to you and her way, and yes. and that's sort of how you build things. 
And I think a lot of people get scared in the beginning when they first get married. Like, whoa, that's like, it's so different. It's so different from dating. You know, it's so different from like engagement period. Yeah, it is. It's very different. You know, it's very, very different. And I always tell my wife that uh, who we are as a married couple is so different from who we were as a, you know, as a couple who were engaged and, yeah. or a couple who was dating or whatever. Uh, because you're living together and and you got to make things work with each other. You got to make things work. Uh, you know, you have to have fun with each other. You have to know yeah. how to communicate. You have to have that chemistry. Um, all these things, like the pillars that you're talking about, like those have to exist, you know. And I think another thing you were talking about was core values, which I think is very important as well. Um, it's very interesting, though. The, the topic of core values is very interesting because values is a very subjective topic, you know. My values are very different to your values are very different to the other person's values, yeah. you know. So agreeing to our core values moving forward, you know, that's something that um, you might not agree in the beginning. It might, it might happen with time that you realize that, oh, our values at the core are the same, but we are shaping them differently as we yep. progress into this relationship yep. and as we plan to have our kids and as we plan to see how we want to raise those kids. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like I'm at Felsaf. <laughs> you know? No, actually, uh, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm like, philosophizing I'm, about I'm loving here. This, right? <laughs> I, I, and, and I want to I wanna, like, seal this statement about uh, core values by saying assume the Captain Planet mindset. Okay. When you want to meet someone and you, you should, and they, yeah, are. seriously, it's like with, with our values combined, yeah. we are the relationship, you know, yeah. something like that. Make it work. That's so, good. That's a good uh, metaphor. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I I completely agree with you. I think it's 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 a lot of you make a lot of sense from every area that you bring, and it's right, you know. But I also want to stress on the individual importance. You know, the importance of individuals. It's so important to bring it to the forefront. You know, like forget. Um, roles of women and men and whatever because that's all great yes but then when you come into that room with you and and like it's me and it's my wife and yourself obviously things are gonna like we're gonna talk about who we are as individuals and how that sort of comes into the relationship dynamic and you know that's i think what's important understanding the individual understanding how that meshes yes with the other person do you know what i mean like that's i think is important but yeah i think everything you said is is it really makes sense and obviously we had a conversation about it so that's that's really cool if we have another minute can i offer something to your audience yeah of course something of value to them absolutely one that's a tool and the second it's a free giveaway absolutely right the first one is look have you seen the iceberg before like what people see and what people don't see right Uh yeah right uh, I will clarify that iceberg for people to understand the individual part. 10% is what people see. Mm-hmm. That's the behaviors. Huh? Just under that, there's something called thoughts and feelings. What you think and feel dictates your behaviors. Huh? Under that, there's your values and who you are and your beliefs and what you believe about the world. And the, under there, there's needs. Mm-hmm. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But what people don't really look at, really dark there, down there, it's really cold, is stories. Mm. Everybody has life stories that shaped all of this. Right. Don't change this, mm. the behavior. Look at that person's story and get curious about that person's story. What's interesting? That's holding that person back. Mm. Because once you do that, it collapses everything from the bottom up. And that person is what we call a transformed person. Right? The second, your audience, everybody, if they want to connect for 45 minutes and evaluate where they're at in their love life or even any relationship, they can connect with me. I'm going to give you the link. It's khaledrab.com forward slash complimentary. So khaledrab.com. How do we spell that? So K-H-A-L-E-D 
G-H-O-R-A-B.com forward slash complimentary. Cool. They get my schedule, they can book a time with me, and they can have 45 minutes on the house. Mm. And just let us see where you currently stand to help you know where you need to go. And that's it. No strings attached, nothing. That's very it's cool. Something that's just before you go somewhere, know where you stand. That's very good. That's the first uh, Basil Meets uh, offer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> go onto the website and you know book some time with Khaled. Um, and what about your Twitter handle? Your uh, right, man. So uh, Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Khaled Ghorab official. Uh huh. K H A L E D. You know, I'll, I'll send you the links. It's cool. Khaled. I, I mean, I'll sell it on the uh, yeah, I'll right. It and on then the Instagram caption. and yeah. give you all the social media stuff. Uh, I'm an open guy. You can speak to me. Follow me on my uh, profile on Facebook. I write a lot of long posts there. Very yeah. No, I saw those. Yeah, yeah. Food for thought stuff. If you have the time. I really enjoy those, man. That's those are really interesting. Basil, this conversation has been golden. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. I'm. I'm. Re- thank you for coming on. And uh, I. I love having these kind of conversations. You know, um, it's. I felt it was a very back and forth thing. So it was, I. I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for coming on. Fizzbot, man. Yep. There we go. <laughs> thank you so much.